boy, am I glad that correction's over. Down yesterday, back up today. Mixed bag of earnings here. Some really bad and some pretty good. We got durable good orders at 8.30. I don't know if that's going to move market. David Prince, T3 trading. He's at 8.35. Back with AB. We'll hear about his ski trip. It's Tuesday. It's pre-market prep. Welcome to Benzinga's pre-market prep. This is a volatile puppy here. It's all about execution styles and strategies. All right, good morning, folks. Uh, trading up eight handles after yesterday's correction at 50.88 and a quarter. So, uh, nice rebound, just undercut yesterday's low. Right back up, buck down 15 cents at 103.60. Bonds up just a little over half a point, giving some life to the uh, IWM. We're at 119 and 532 seconds. Uh, crude flat here, down a few pennies at uh, 77.48. Gold up 860, 20, 47 and a half. Silver trying to get back in the 23 handle, up 14 cents at 22.87 and a half. And another good day for Bitcoin. Off the highs of the session, but still up $2,250.57,560. Let's in, bring in uh, Triple D and uh, yeah. might as well bring in Aaron too. Uh, we yeah. haven't seen him in a while. Uh, good morning to you, Triple D. How you doing? And good morning, Aaron Bree, who's just getting back from his ski trip here. So I want to hear about this ski trip first because uh, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Boom! Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's good to be back. Thank you guys for having me again. Uh, you know, Colorado, beautiful this time of the year. Was out in the Rockies, my first time skiing in a couple years. First couple times down the mountain, a little bit, you know, I was a little bit tentative. And then, uh, you know, after, after a couple of days out there, definitely ripping it harder uh, the, the second half of the trip. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Only a couple spills, a couple falls, but that's good. And, and Dennis and I were talking before the show. I don't know how this mountain stock, ticker MTN, Bale Resorts, which owns now like every mountain out in Colorado. This stock doesn't go up, but I, I see with my own eyes. There's a million people out there and they're all paying a bunch of money doesn't go down either though that's the only thing it just kind of stays there is this just like a yield play i never trade the stock it's funny i just don't trade it but it's got the 3.62 percent dividend you wonder just like it just pounds it out it's got the p of 40 actually so it's actually it's a lot it's got an eight billion dollar valuation there too though so not cheap um just kind of hangs out the stock you're right aaron it just doesn't go up it doesn't go down either though just kind of hangs out and pays you 3.6 percent so i don't know it doesn't well, really look like it's doing much and ready to go here from the tart shirt either to me. So I think I'm out on the I think I'm out on the AB Mountain stock. Well, well once oh, I man. go uh, once I, I left, I mean the stock went down three percent. But uh, you know, I'm glad we got to talk about it today, even briefly on the show, because now I can expense my whole trip because I was doing due diligence on the stuff. <laughs> you saw foots on the ground or yeah. foots on the hill. <laughs> Swimsuit in a toothbrush is what you need for a good vacation. I mean, Dennis, have you went? Have you taken the kids on a ski vacation? You got to carry the skis and the boots and everything. Swimsuit, toothbrush, and if you want to overpack, bring an extra pair of underwear. That's it. No, both my kids got uh, ski passes at the local hill. Um, they go, they try to go once a week. My wife takes the two kids. I never go. So they're actually getting to be pretty good little skiers, but no, that's not for me. I'm not a skier. Markets. Let's talk markets before everyone gets, uh, uh, gets upset with us. We already did mountain. We just started with a different stock. It wasn't the stock that everybody expected to start with. Uh, not that one, a very, um, stubborn sell-off yesterday that's that's what i would call it you know there were bids there you, you know yeah. it was like there's yeah. you know there's no free ride on the short side and it came down even a little week after hours but the cut yesterday's low back up i mean this is what you like to see after a down day uh but man you do have a little you do have all uh, the iwm perking up dennis and that's one thing you've been talking about for a while yeah, and I've taken a I recently took a position, you know, a little bit bigger position in the IWM. And I do think that we're going to start thinking about those interest rate cuts again here. 
Now, inflation data, we talked yesterday about this. Get a little bit of hot inflation data. That could derail the IWM rally. But right now, breadth is starting to expand a little bit. We're getting another few stocks starting to pick it up. NVIDIA has paused, and they're starting to look at other things as well. So the AI trade is still hot. But other things are starting to get hot too. So that's a bull market. And I just want to talk if we're talking macros here. I'm starting to get bullish China. I feel oh. like the catch-up trade could be coming here. It's starting to show some life here. Baba's been a consolidation station here for quite a while. I have no position in Baba, but I did take a position, which I talked about in Baidu. Um, I'd consider a position in Alibaba here as well. I just I don't think we've got a risk of you know an imminent invasion here. I was worried about that before. I'm not as worried about that right now. I think it could have come eventually, but I think we'll feel more like the geopolitical risk picking up. I don't think it's just going to be out of the blue. So that's why I think the valuations are so suppressed here that actually just maybe we've got a chance here for some of these China stocks to show some life for once. On, on the uh, macro front, kind of going back to the U.S., so yesterday home sales data came in lighter than expected and treasury yields are, are starting to dip a little bit this morning, which might be why you're seeing that pop in the IWM this morning. But, uh, Dennis, I'm right, there, I'm right there with you on these Chinese stocks. I mean, I've talked about Baba a lot on this show. You still have stocks. your Baba? I still have my Baba, yeah. I mean, I, I'm telling you because I'm, I'm putting in my Roth and just holding it. And like my thing with Baba is like I just feel like there's no way in – five, 10 years with the value there that it's not trading higher. I mean, there's been so much weakness that I wouldn't go out and chasing it for a, you know, swing trade or anything, but I'm holding it for the long term. I'm, I'm in on Baba. You know yeah, what they I, say? I, don't, don't throw Baba out with the bathwater. <laughs> Joel, always good for a pun or two here. I, it's up a buck here. China stocks having a pretty decent morning here. It's just, we've been down this area before. If you look at the Alibaba chart specifically here, we just feel like, you know how I talk about, you know, we've been a long, you know, downtrend, but we've been consolidating and trying to hook up. And I like that little hook, you know, like we're starting to hook up a little bit. Not that I'm a big pattern trader. I just, I did learn, Joel, this morning, though, about head and shoulders on CNBC. They were talking about, they had an analyst on there completely explaining the head and shoulders patterns. So, you know, now I feel like I've got, you know, a lot of, you know, I've got a degree there in pattern trading, but why don't you tell um, us about it? Tell us about that experience. Well, there's nothing to tell. So this is a head and shoulders pattern, and this is bullish. And I was like, oh, pretty this cool. is a neckline, and this is the projection. Oh, yeah. It is a head and shoulders pattern. Saucer bullish, and you know, cap not uh, bullish, and lotty dotty dotty. I've never been a big pattern trader. I've never been a big fan. I've told you the story before when I first started up rate trading. I read all my technical analysis books, you know, going in. So I was going to be ready to be a prop trader. And I'm sitting in there and I did a, a scanner. And we had, remember, first alert back then. And you could put patterns, you know, and it would recognize patterns. And it would give you the stocks that had those patterns. So I bought all the head and shoulders, you know, or, or I, I sold all the head and shoulders. Maybe that's why I did it. I did it backwards. But I sold all the head and shoulders and bought all the cup and handles. And all I did was lose money. I'm like, you know what? And then I started looking at the book and figuring other stuff out. And, you know, there's a six-month learning curve there. But I learned that patterns, you know, really didn't work that well for me. But I, there is, you know, a, there is a play. You know, they're not poo-pooing them all. Uh, but I do think, like, when you've got a sustained sell-off, as long as we've had an Alibaba, it starts to show a little bit of life. If you can get back up to Kenny Glick's point, you know, even on the VWAP, you know, you start just showing life, consolidating getting above maybe some moving averages. I wouldn't know where they are because I don't use them, but I just like that little pattern of this hooking up a little bit. And Bob is starting to show me a little bit of life. Um, another, I mean, uh, you know, one of our, our biggest stories of the day yesterday was Palo Alto networks getting a huge pop, uh, and, and a good follow through basically. I mean, you, we talked about yesterday, the sell-off, but this, there was no sell-off in, in Palo Alto. People saw, that Nancy Pelosi took her profits from the NVIDIA trade, went into Palo Alto, uh, and just ran with that. The bulls were buying it. Stock is trading up another 4% pre-market this morning. And, you know, Nancy's, that's Nancy's now, uh, you know, influence on the market. She might be more influential now than, you know, Kathy would. She's definitely more influential than Kathy. She may be the most influential person on Wall Street here now. She's more influential than Warren because there's no way Palo Alto Networks is going up like 12, 13, 15% if Warren bought it. 
She is now the GOAT. If you want to know who moves stocks, prices the most, the biggest influencer on Wall Street, it is Nancy Pelosi. And that news came out yesterday morning. We got to give a shout out to Ryan Faluna because Ryan was on this trade and Ryan did buy the stock and, you know, is, is doing well. So Ryan will be on the next show. So shout out to our own Ryan Faluna who made a great trade on this. But, you know, Nancy, the news comes out just after 9.30 yesterday. And then it started getting around and they bought Palo Alto Networks all day and they couldn't stop buying it all day and they've bought it all night too. So this stock, which loses a hundred bucks in three days is trying to get half the losses back. That yeah. is an incredible comeback. We're still in the buy the dip. If you're tacked, you just buy the dip blindly. You know what the best strategy is? Talking to another friend of Bray Trader last night, you know, we got all our core strategies. I'm like, the best strategy right now is to throw out all the other strategies just blindly buy the dip in tech because we're back to that market here again. Tech stocks winning, Palo Alto Networks winning, Nancy always winning. So I, I do want to, so I, I've got some of the specifics of the trade pulled up here in Benzinga Pro. Shout out Chris Kaji for putting this together. So for everyone out there that is like, oh my God, Nancy Pelosi is the, the perfect trader. She can't miss whatever. For the record, she bought 50 call options way in the money. And that's what she's been doing. She's been buying these call options, you know, deep in the money. She's not going uh, way out of the money like risky trades. She bought 50 call options at a strike price of 200 uh, on February 12th before uh, Palo Alto Networks reported earnings and then doubled down after the stock dipped oh. and, bought tw- and bought 20 more after the report. So she bought 50 before the stock went way down and then bought 20 more after. So oh. her, and her and her husband are probably still down on this trade, but they don't expire until January 17th, 2025. So that's kind of been her MO with these trades is buying deep in the money calls sure. that expire, you know, a year plus out. But from what I can tell, she's probably still down on this options trade. Um, obviously today's yesterday and today's price action is going to help her. And maybe she's going to be up after, uh, now, but, uh, you know, so she's, she's looking good on it, but not again, perfect. It's not, that's good information, AB. So maybe we'll take the goat title away. And I believe it is like to the chat's point, it's her husband that does buys, but you know, the Nancy Pelosi family, um, well, maybe take the goat title away and just give her the influencer title Yeah, because she is the biggest influencer out there. I, and I think don't think you can doubt it. I mean, the stock was sitting here, and yeah, you know, it was up yet the day before, and maybe it wanted to go from a technical perspective. We talked about it yeah, having technical yep. life, so yeah. that helped. But it opened 288 that day, that like yesterday morning, and it just, as soon as that started circulating, that she had bought, it just never stopped going. So really, it's run basically 30 points here, so 10%, just because Nancy Pelosi has some options, and we found out about that. That yeah. is crazy. So what I want to know is next time those Nancy Pelosi options, she buys options or something, I want everybody messaging me on Twitter and letting me know Nancy Pelosi bought stock because we need to know that information as quickly as possible because the stock price is going to go up on those buys. Yeah, well, if you bought it in February, uh, you'd be, uh, I don't know what, what term I want to use for that, but uh, you wouldn't be too happy after that uh, earnings report. If and, you ch- uh, if yeah, came where, out and you where, chased her. Yeah. Where was yeah, it? I mean, and I don't know if she's listening to pre-market prep. I mean, she's added to a losing position, right? Or her husband's uh, adding to a losing well, that's, position. Well, that's a page from Kathy Wood's book. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. frown, average down. I know Kathy listens to our show because she learned that from you, Joel. All right, <laughs> the never frown average down strategy. Let's let's get to technicals here and then move on to some biotech stocks here. Uh, into the gap area, when we talked about this with Ryan, he was waiting for some stabilization. Uh, that didn't happen, but you took out the double top at the 377 area. And I was off to the races on Friday and the Monday, obviously, with the catalyst. I'll just alert our traders and investors. If you're short-term target, there's one number, uh, 322.75 is your pre-market high. And then you've got a long way to go to fill the uh, the gap. That's up at 360. If you're looking for a gap fill on the downside, the top of yesterday's range, not too far away, 313.88. So there's a look at P-A-N-W. If you're chasing it now, though. Now it's like you just ran 50 bucks in three days. You just ran up 15%. I never made a lot of money chasing stocks up 15% in two days. So you are chasing. Could keep going. But if you're buying it this morning, you are late to the party. 
And I don't know if it's getting close to midnight. Not saying it's lights out for Palo Alto. It'll, I would be a buyer of dips, but I would wait for a dip at this point in time. All right, before we move to earnings land, I just wanted to, I saw a comment from 30 in the chat saying the Pelosi NVIDIA stuff is is overblown, which I actually, I mean, this is just my opinion. I actually kind of agree with that because people act like, acted as if Nancy Pelosi was buying some like secret company, right? There's like a million, you know, a bunch of people out in Silicon Valley, San Francisco, where she lives. They all do that same strategy, buying leaps on NVIDIA, whatever. It's not like, oh my God, this is some secret company. Uh, and then I don't, I don't agree. You know, I, I think probably the the elected officials shouldn't be able to trade individual stocks. We're taking like here, Dennis. You see what's Uh-oh. going on? Tell you about that, Aaron. No, 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 no. I mean, you're good. What what's going on in the? I don't know, Dennis. Market? What are you doing over there? Well, we went down three points. So Joel, eight, eight, eight handles. Here. Eight handles eight, from the high, but since news. we started the show, we're down three there, points. There's there's news out there. All there's right, he's talking. Let's go. Let's go over to earnings land. We had a bunch of companies uh, report after the close yesterday. Uh, Zoom, an old COVID darling. We were just talking about Kathy Wood. Might as well uh, start with Zoom. Some good numbers. Stock is trading up more than eight percent pre-market. EPS came in around a buck twenty versus a buck thirteen estimates. Yeah, I mean they and they adjusted their EPS. Uh, projections higher than the street's estimates. So some decent guidance there as well, looking forward. And yeah, I mean, this is a much needed bounce on Zoom. If you look at the, the overall chart, you know, go to like a monthly or weekly. The, the chart yeah. doesn't look pretty, but you're getting a nice little bounce here if you were buying the dip in Zoom. wonder how many times it said AI on the call. Oh, that's a good one. The over under probably, I'd say, I don't know, 25. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what you wonder here. Um, now, regardless, though, the stock, I've said valuation on this is reasonable. The problem is I just don't know how much more competition is coming from them. 4P on this puppy is 13. So it's trading under a market multiple. They could come out with any other product, you know, and they could come out AI, you know, then then you start thinking, you know, maybe that's. But every time it seems to get a lift, we've seen this, I believe, on the last earnings report here too, Joel, if my memory serves me oh, well. Oh, more popped up more market. Yeah, more than that. And I'm not even sure it opened higher. So if you look at the charts, you may not even see it, but I do believe it was up pre-market and then gave it all back. So just be careful. This is one you historically do not chase. And also, I believe already the chase is already kind of deteriorating to a certain extent because if you look at that chart on the left, we were up at 72 here this morning. We're down at 68. I don't know about my math, but that's about a 40% sell-off from what we've had, you know, from the after-hours gains. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 72 bucks is what you hit. And now uh, that was an area of two highs. 71.45 was a high. And then boom, there was another high at 71.50. So, you know, if you had been long and you'd been out there, you would have been wrong for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes, but that's a good level. It has done this over more than one quarter, pop off the earnings. Uh, boy, oh boy, I think you're just going to have to pick an intermediate level here if you want to, if you want to sneak out of this one, it's down five bucks. It's leaking, uh, top of yesterday's range, 6432, if it gives it all back, but, uh, I'll give you a level currently to where we're trading right now, 6880. I'd give that two star resistance. Uh, that was your January 30th high in zoom. All right, other companies that reported yesterday. Let's go to let's go to Unity. A uh, you ooh. know another. Ooh, we're sticking with the Kathy Wood plays here. So Unity is she still in that one? Uh let me let me check that real quick. I know this was one of her. Give us the earnings. I'll check it. All right, all right. You check Kathy Wood. Uh, I'll give you the earnings we're, we're, yeah. on Unity stock trading down twelve percent. Uh, let's see. We had EPS come in at. 66 cents missed the estimate there sales came in at 609 million beat the 562 million dollar estimate so revenue uh sales were good but the company reported some guidance that the street did not like and this uh video game play is getting kind of crushed today uh down again 13 percent pre-market and i just i mean i i I, even though i like the video game space and i want to go along it you know i just this is one that i'm not going to touch yeah, and again, the rating was on the wall. I didn't like it when they cut all those jobs, like cutting 25% of the workforce is too. Cutting 5% of the workforce is cost-cutting. Cutting 25% of the workforce is demand is not there. You're cutting jobs because your demand is not there. It's too much. And that was the day. 
that was the top. That's when I sold was that day. Wasn't the top, but that was like on the way down. I got out of $39 that day and wow. obviously turned it into NVIDIA. So that was, you know, one of my best calls of the year. That was like on the second or third day of January. And maybe it was, maybe it was the first week of January, somewhere in there. But anyways, now we look at this thing down here, 28 bucks. People are asking me, you're going to reload this thing. It's down in the mid twenties. This story here is really hurting, folks. I don't know. Like they started charging that fee. Remember, they had everything. And then, and then they, they took it away. The fee. Then they took it away. Then they got rid of some management for it. It's just a managerial mess. I do think you know there is a product here. I do think they can figure it out, but they're still finding their way here. And I don't want to be early. You might have it on your watch list, but I'm not going to be a hero and try to catch the falling knife. Although. Blindly buying the dip on tech <laughs> has been working. Uh, so if you're doing chart. it, I won't argue with you. It worked on Palo Alto. It's worked on Palo Alto's not Unity. No. Palo Alto Networks is leader. Um, I think I'm just staying away here, at least for now. Um, boy, you know, a lot of pre-market action there. You did did a dip under 27 bucks. So there is a a, a daily low from November 13th at that level. But since we're two bucks above it, I. Don't know if we're gonna we're gonna get there. So I'm just gonna go to something a little bit more relevant for traders, investors. Are you looking at this? Five lows at the $28 area. That's 70 cents low. Uh lower. I don't know if I'd put my whole lot out there if I was trying to cover a short or buy the dip, but five lows in that area. And then you had consolidation between 28 and 30. So right now, as we speak, I'll call I'll give that. Give that two two star support coming back on the upside. People would love to see the lower end of yesterday's range. Don't know if we're going to get there. Thirty one twenty eight. That was yesterday's low, and it traded big volume yesterday. It went from seven and a half million to twenty seven and a half million. That means people are stuck going long into the report. That's why you saw that instant whoosh. Can we do work day because we're talking about buying the dip in tech and this dip has already been bought and something fierce. WDAY traded down, I believe, to like 278 last night. It is now up at 298. So it's already 20 points off the lows. It's down only 3% here now. AB has the numbers for you. I do believe they did an acquisition too, a small they, one. They, they did, Dennis. So Workday yeah. reported EPS of $1.57, which beat the $1.47 estimates. Sales at $1.9 billion came in in line with estimates. And then the company did announce it will acquire hired score. The terms are not disclosed. So, you know, the uh, the earnings themselves came in pretty good. But a lot of times, like we've, we've talked about on the show, when a company announces an acquisition, you can see the company that's doing the acquiring trading slightly lower. I don't know if that's why this thing was getting hit. Um, it reiterated the gu- uh, Workday's guidance, so didn't raise it or lower it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, Dennis, the stock traded down and is now getting bought right back Ooh. up pretty quickly. Money managers just underinvested in and in, in tech are scooping up anything techy. And to work day, trading at all time highs going in is one of the cloud darlings. Obviously, CRM is the godfather of cloud. And then you have Workday that you know came from them and every other cloud stock pretty much somehow has a connection to Salesforce and Benioff. But Workday is a darling. It's a stock that people want to buy, just like Palo Alto was. You get these strong names, strong tech names. And they get these earnings dips. People are coming, scooping them up. All right. I won't do the mute button like I did yesterday. I kind of wanted to, to see if Aaron got it. But our, our feisty chat today probably would not like me using the not same tolerate. joke. Yeah, not not tolerating. Um, wow. This is a super tough chart. The uh, the upper, the uh, the one on the left is the pre-market trading. I got a uh, an, a uh, pre market or after hours low of two seventy six forty six, so we're two bucks above that. So throw out uh, I'd say two ninety on the downside because you had a pair of lows there. That's six bucks away. That's one star support. And then on the upside, just the fact I think everyone that bought the dip here they could care less about a gap fell. And they're hawking 300 here. I would look for no more upside, at least for today, until you can get a sustained bid in the 300 handle. Your rebound high off the 276.50 low has been 299.71. 
All right, let's stay in earnings land real quick before we get to our guest today, and then uh, we'll, we'll have to hit up on the biotech roundup. Uh, let's go to Macy's, uh, you know, old retail darling. Yeah. Not doing great, apparently. Announced that the company will close more than 100 stores. Uh, EPS came in at 2 bucks and 45 cents, beat the $1.96 estimate, and sales came in at $8.12 billion, which missed the $8.15 billion estimate. And is uh, the company announced it is going to close 150 Macy's stores. And it's been, it sounds like it's going to double down on some of its other, you know, uh, uh, stores. Higher end stuff. Higher end. Blooming, uh, Bloomingdale's and uh, another one, too, that I didn't even recognize the name of. But sure. either way, I mean, it sounds like people aren't going into the malls anymore, aren't going into Macy's to buy their, you know, clothes and perfumes and colognes that's what i always think about with macy's when you're walking through and they you know spray you oh they try and that they try yeah, to do that they, they yeah. got a million million oh, different man. scents and stuff but uh, i don't oh, know i, I mean, hate that yeah i know it's so it's the worst <laughs> coming uh, at me this cologne it's not as wave. bad as like what an abercrombie used to be when you used to walk in no. there and just get hit with that stuff but yeah i mean well, the abercrombie macy's, does everything right though they do um but, but yeah, that's okay if you get hit with the abercrombie one you just don't want to hit with the macy's one if you if um you, i actually did take a flyer on this put a small position on in the long-term portfolio ahead of the report um because i feel like even if they missed i felt like there was going to be underneath demand here because there's still the potential for a, a, a real estate deal here you know that they've talked about the company and they were going to get an offer and there was people looking i still think there is that potential there um the earnings weren't great here though so i'm gonna hold it it's a half size position small position just the whole broader market theme too joel that i'm going with i think this market's gonna start to broaden out a bit i do think we're going into i am bullish overall stocks here main bullish and i think retail could participate in that and again valuations have always been suppressed here i mean the stock can make two dollars and sixty cents or whatever it is for the year it's 19 bucks. I mean, it's trading like six times earnings or seven times earnings. So yeah, maybe this is the wrong thing, getting back. But I feel like we're going to go into it. And interest rates actually start going down. I feel like we're going to get into an environment where interest rate sensitive stuff is going to start to outperform. I mean, it's, it's you know, and again, you know, we got to keep an eye on the TLT because this all stuff moves with the TLT. But it's stabilized here now. Inflation data is going to matter. All that stuff matters to Macy's a lot more than it does to NVIDIA. But I feel like starting to broaden out and starting to buy some non-tech plays, maybe not a bad idea. Uh, PC index coming out on Thursday, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, you know, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw out the low. I don't know why they hit it down under 18 bucks here, almost down to 17 bucks. No, 17.75. The only thing I'll point out here, and, uh, you know, just like technical analysis, and, you know, you can make it as complicated or as easy as you want. Well, I'm going to try and make this easy. You had seven seven highs at the 2040 to 2050 area. Seven. So that means there was a sustained seller out for all those days. That's super extra major resistance. So I'm not looking for a major move on the upside until you can clear that level for good. Uh, let's look at yesterday's range and I'll just go yesterday's range. Yesterday's low is 1921. So, and the close is right above that area. You get a sustained 1930 bid. I think it will be a buy the dip opportunity here, uh, for Macy's, but so re respect that, uh, that major resistance, uh, at the 2050. It's area. an important day for today. They had a slight guy yep. down here. So you would think the stock gets hit just if it was just trading off fundamentals, but because it's getting bought back, I think that thesis of me thinking there's underneath demand here and people still thinking about a bid yep. and, you know, people also thinking, you know, well, you know, interest rates may have peaked. All that stuff could come into play here. Did we just have durable goods? Cause we're getting a little pop. Yeah. Here. We're chopping around a little bit here. We did just get some. Yeah. Let me go ahead and pull those numbers yeah. up real quick in our Benzinga pro. Uh, and then we do have David Prince hanging out backstage. We'll go ahead and get, you know, it's ahead. not important when CNBC is on commercial. You know, so, during the economic data. So <laughs> if it's important, I believe in is is a PCE Paul saying PCEs tomorrow. Is yeah. that correct? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's Thursday. No, I think that's no, Thursday. No, no, oh, is it? What's yeah. tomorrow? Tomorrow is GDP revision at GDP 830. Revision. Yeah. Uh durable goods came in at negative uh three tenths of a percent for January versus a positive two tenths estimate. So missed there by about half a percent. Uh USA durable goods orders came in month over month. 
down or down 6.1% versus 4.9% estimate. So a little bit weaker than expected. Just like yesterday, those home sales came in weaker and we saw the treasury yields dip this morning. So I wonder yeah. if we'll continue to see those yields uh, dip lower. But we've got David Brent Prince hanging out backstage. Um, once he uh, uh, signals that he's ready to come on, we'll go ahead and bring David on and talk about some of his trades. Couple minutes um, here. Yeah, it looks like he's uh he's still and David's ready. made some fantastic calls for us too. So 100%. he's just gonna get connected in there. I know he's been talking about the XBI and he's gonna maybe talk about it again here because I follow him on Twitter and he's a great follow. And the XBI has just been on fire. And the reason the XBI, we can talk this just quickly and then you know we can get his thoughts going forward on it. XBI is ripping today up 2.27%. And that's your other big news of the day. You got Viking Therapeutics here up 81% here today. Wow. Um, it's a huge move, and Aaron, you probably got the news in there. They're in the obesity drug business here in phase two, going well. Yeah, let me go ahead and pull that news up from uh, VK, VKTX. While, uh, 1.9% of your XBI, so that is why your XBI is ripping here today. If you think a stock's up almost 100%, that means that XBI's got to go up 1.9% just to, in a, and again, it's up only 78 now. It was up over 100% this morning. But just to account for that component. And then you've also got LGND trading higher, which owns a big piece of X. Six million X shares. Yeah. So this story here. So give us that uh, the news here. Phase two going well, VKTF. Yep. So Viking Therapeutics announces top line results from phase two venture trial of dual GLP-1 and GIP receptor. Uh, it's VK2735 in patients with obesity study achieved primary and all secondary endpoints demonstrating Ooh. statistically significant reductions Ooh. in body like body that. weight at all doses compared to placebo. Ooh. So some very strong, uh, you know, numbers coming again from the phase two trials. We've got a couple more of those phases to go before this thing hits the market. But I mean, anything weight loss GLP related, it's basically yep. the, it's basically the AI of biotech, right? Uh, yep. I mean, anything that's been the story uh, for the past year or so. And you're actually seeing some of the other weight Leak. loss companies leaking yeah. on yep. this news. Eli Lilly down about 2% this morning. NVO down about 3.5% this morning. So the market yep. does not like it's punishing these names because another competitor is about to enter the market. Not about to, but, uh, you know, it, it's imminent that there's going to be other competitors entering the market. Yeah, and phase two, so just to give you perspective here, is a long ways from phase four. So it's not like this you know, company is coming out with this drug tomorrow here. But so far, so good. you know. And there will be more obesity drugs. This isn't just going to be NVO and Lely dominating the whole market. There's going to be a lot of players in there. I've said I think Amgen's going to be a player in there too. Although Amgen's trials didn't go so well. People have been asking why is Amgen down because they came out with their data and it wasn't great. So they're still working. You know, that doesn't mean it's over for them on, and that drug. You know, and I've said with Amgen, valuation's fairly attractive. So even without the obesity drugs, I think the stock's still a pretty good company. But I do think Amgen eventually will get, you know, a drug to market here. Um, but there are ways, a long ways away from that. But Viking Therapeutics just got a lot closer to it. And VKTX is a very small company. You know, close a $3.8 billion market cap here. So obviously that's, you know, going up significantly here today. But, you know, if they can get an obesity drug to market, we know these are game changers. So everybody's jumping on board the obesity drug bandwagon. All right. Uh, there's I got a lot to say here uh, um, just about this. First of all, major leaking in Viking Therapeutics, man. The pre-market high, 87, 87. So I don't know. You're just going to have to scale out with big, you know, uh, scale out your offers higher if you want to try and access this thing today. Legan, which owns uh, 6 million shares, that's leaked off its high. Um, and maybe this will be a discussion for a longer time. But, you know, what happens to you if you when you go off Exempec? If you if you go off these, you can't. Drugs. You can't. It's a lifelong. Yeah, these drug. drugs for life. Yeah. If you go if you go yeah. off it, you just gain the weight back. And I mean, so exactly. that's, that's good for and these if companies. You don't exercise. You don't just don't think that you just pop this little pill. You got to maintain your exercise. Okay. You. I have don't know to, if you do, you Joel. To, you do. Here's the crazy thing. I don't think it's like you. So the way the world works, if you go full exercise and you lose weight without any drugs. I think this is like you 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 probably have to do some exercising, but I don't think you have to go all in crazy Arnold Schwarzenegger style to lose money on these things. It's the easy way out. This is what they they're creating is an easy way out, so you don't have to hit the gym 
every day. I, I believe, you know, that's the whole point to it all. Um, all right, we do have David Prince hanging out backstage. Oh, no, it looks like he got, he got up for a second. So when he gets back, real quick, I saw someone tip us in the chat. And I, I have this whole itinerary, things we're supposed to talk about. If you oh, want yeah, we'll us, get a tip, we go to that. If you want us to derail our plan, this is how you do it. Money, <laughs> not money, very hard. money talks. Craig tipped us $10 in the chat to talk about Rivian. Let's go ahead and pull that up real quick. Rivian reported, Ooh. of course. I don't even know. I've been gone. I was at last week or two weeks ago, but not, it was last week. Not a great report. Stock down. Uh, now we're down near $11. So this thing was trading around like 15 before the report. Uh, not a great report. Obviously we got that big dip, but I mean, are we, are we getting some buyers down here at least? Can we get some consolidation? Can 10 or $11 be a psychological level? Yeah. Double bottom at 10. I like that actually the 10. So that's where if I was taking a flyer and saying they're going to buy dips and the EV is not the place they've been buying dips. So keep that in mind. It's got to hold 10. That's your, out. so you, you, you know, it starts going nine, 80, nine, 70, you got to cut, you know, cut bait, get out. But I think if you're taking a flyer, 10's your support. That's it. And, you got yeah. I'll give, I'll give you, um, I'll give you the flip side here. Two highs, 1102 and 1092. So if you get a sustained 11 bid, then work your way up uh, to the your next target would be 12 and a quarter. Uh, it's one minor stopping point. The low on the day of the the big drop was uh, the close was 11.45. I just think this, you know, instead of like a super bullish pattern, double bottom, I think this might just be seller exhaustion. You traded 200 million when it dropped four bucks. You traded 125 million when it dropped another buck and a half. You only traded 72 million yesterday. So I, I think you got a little seller exhaustion here, but 11 bid is good for this uh, next target, 12 and a quarter. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead. I see David hanging out backstage. So let's go ahead and give Mr. Prince our very special pre-market prep welcome and see what he's been trading when we come on with David. All right. David Prince from T3 Trading. Good morning and welcome to pre-market prep. Good morning. I had a blow up. Sorry. I, like computers and video, oh. like right, right when I was to do this, uh, I'm using some cockamamie speaker versus my fancy uh, microphone. Is everything working now? Like, you yeah, you look perfect. You look good. We can hear you. We're all good. So all good. let's get straight into it. I mean, I, I know a couple of weeks ago you had some great trades on SMCI. Uh, talk, walk me through, you know, what your trades were, how you played it and what you've been doing since then. All right. Uh, first off, thanks for having me guys. Uh, of course. I love this show. Um, so I was, uh, basically of the opinion we're at a few focus areas as 24 started, um, like the rest of the world, AI was certainly a theme, but then it was like underneath the, the less obvious stuff. And one was most certainly the way I look at my money is just. I'm sure you guys do too. It's just best risk reward. I don't care like how many people are in that theme or if I'm in the fad, I just want wherever I can make the most money legally with the least amount of risk. And uh, biotech into 24 was definitely one of those areas. Uh, I know the industry pretty well. I, I'm not a scientist, but I understand the capital a lot of these big companies have and how they don't have the growth they used to from the Bristol Myers, the Amgens, the Gileads, they, they need to become growth companies all over again. They can only do it by probably buying the Vikings of the world. Um, I also financed privately Immunome, which is kind of the, the story stock of biotech the last couple of months, because one of the most important men in biotech who founded Seijin, he, uh, he took over Immunome and he became the CEO. So that was a, a big play of mine uh, for the last couple of months. Anyhow, I've been very biotech enthused. So that that's, that's been a focus of mine. Uh, and, XBI, and, you've, and you've been correct. I mean, XBI has been blasting off here. What is impressive about this XBI rally is that the TLT has not rallied. And what we saw last year was the TLT selling off. That means XBI is going to sell off. The TLT rally, well, XBI will rally. November rally in the There's XBI was all TLT and interest rate driven. Well, now we're seeing separation. Where the TLT is not rallying, but the XBI is. And I love that disconnect. It's showing you the strength 
of you know speculation coming back into this market and speculation into some biotechs and that's what this market has been missing is like oh it's been you know the tech trade well biotech is a tech trade here too and i think it's just been held back because of interest rates here so what are your thoughts going forward i mean it's been a pretty good run for you on xbi here can this run continue uh so first off i just want to say like exactly what you said i did a video on it two weeks ago i'm like we have hints that the only thing I didn't that you didn't include is without TLT, without IWM, because they're so tied in together, right? I said without yes. IWM, it's showing signs. I, I could have replaced that with TLT. Um, yeah. Now, like anything else, the risk award is not so levered, at least in my opinion, to the upside, right? I think it's I, I think it's in a bull trend, and the charts look great. But I'm expecting, if you look at that weekly, that 100 to 101 was always my big target area, which for me, any index that can go up, you know, the equivalent of well over 50%, that, that's a big trade. I think we'll take a rest. But I do, I don't want to get overly macro, but I do think the wind is that biotech's back because it did underperform, not for a year, not for two, but for three years, because big cap pharma really is slowing outside of this whole weight loss craze, they really need to buy growth or find it via mergers. And a lot of these companies, they're not idiots. They borrowed money at one and 2% and sit on a lot of capital to put to work. Um, in fact, my buddy, the, the CEO of Immunome, I shouldn't say my buddy, but uh, you know, my, I'm a fan of uh, Clay, his whole business model at Seagen and now Immunome is around buying other assets. Right. It's not just about um, uh, what, what we say, organic growth. So I think I think mergers, acquisitions, it, it's going to be a big story. But one on one rest time is, is kind of my thought on XBI. And I'll be a buyer uh, 94, 95, because I think the trend continues, because once interest rates actually do go lower, if they ever finally do, that, that's like a whole nother lever that you got. That's probably the more important lever than what we're seeing. And yet we haven't even seen it. Right. So we're on the line with uh, David Prince again from T3 Trading. David does have a free webinar tomorrow night at 430. I'm going to drop the link in the chat if you guys want to go ahead and sign up for that. Uh, just some great insights here from David. And again, a great follow on Twitter as well. I'll drop that too. Um, you mentioned that the you know interest rates coming down would be great for the for biotech stocks. Do you think that's the next big catalyst here? Or what else are you looking for in some of these names that you're trading? Yeah, so um, some of them have just moved already. Like we see what's going on with Viking. This this is a fundamental story driven, right? Immunome, right. which was, I guess, a lot of people started following me because of it. Uh, when when Clay came in, uh, the, the prior, just to remind people, the prior founder of Seijin, the stock was six or seven. Now we're 25. I really, I'm not trying to avoid the question, but I think it's more a case by case basis. You can't just right. go out and say all biotech stocks are going higher because they have these outsized moves, right? I mean, look at this JANX. Do you guys even know what it is? I had never seen this name until this morning. It's up 125%. So I think we have to look under the hood. Where's their meat left in the moves? Where's there not? Um, and, and I don't have a lot, to be honest with you. I'm very picky on biotech. I don't have five names I love now they've all moved so much so it's going to be more case by case uh and that that's how i'm going to play it immunome i'm a buyer they did a secondary at 20 the other week i was an aggressive buyer bounced right to 27. i'm price sensitive it's, it's like a 30 some odd percent move in a couple days so into 27 i trimmed and i i think this whole rally has been amazing right everyone talked about it being a bear market rally six months ago it turned out to be a great bull market now I'm like a, a little less excited about the market. So I, I'm definitely not uh, buying up here on a lot of stuff. Sorry to be long-winded, but figured I should be uh, detailed. And yep, Are you looking at, so are you looking at potentially, you know, getting short the market here? Are you looking for opportunities to get short the market? if, Or are you just kind of so sitting I, back and analyzing was, here at this point in time? Well, so I, I've tried to be that guy, right? Try and call a top. So I'm smart enough, or at least I learned, lost a lot enough money to know I'm not going to be successful at that. So what I am going to do is a case by case basis, look to get short and look to put on more hedges. Um, and I really, I always tell people in these great bull markets, you don't have to try and make a big market call. You just have to be short once or twice here or there 
And frankly, on your baby, which I just want to say out loud, I mean, you were very comfortable holding SMCI as it was going higher and it kept going. I was like, this guy's, this guy's pretty good at holding winners. But I uh, not usually. Out. I just got lucky on that one. <laughs> well, that, that one you did. I just thought it, it's worth saying because I, I, I was you. impressed. But Thank like, you. I put out a short, like a very significant short on that name about two weeks ago via stock and puts as it was crossing a thousand. And yep. I'm not mentioning it because it was such a great trade. I'm mentioning because that's how I'm going to short the market is be more opportunistic, not short the queue saying this is the top, right? I still think there's plenty of meat on the bone underneath. Let's say if small caps work and continue to work, solar, which is the dog of all dogs and still reporting poor numbers, but might be pointing to a bottom in the industry via end phase, that'll work. There's still areas I'll be looking at, right? Wow. How did you short it, David? How did you short it? That was the nuts one. So I shorted it by being willing to take some pain. Uh, no, but evening. like you're, you, you, yeah, I'm going to with some stock. Yeah, I just so, wanted the actual strategy. Yeah, I'm going to walk the throat. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Thursday at 97 RSI, I said, I've done this before. This is what I'm good at. Um, but I know the only way I'm good at is to be in pain, right? Um, <laughs> and hope it opens up on Friday, right? I don't like 92 RSI. We all know if we've been around, it could be 94 RSI and 94 can be 95. It gets so silly once it gets that overbought. You can't yeah. quantify, but usually if you try not to manage your PL too much, that's when you get close to that whoosh. So I just simply said 97 RSI, 9, uh, 980, 970. I'll be short stock and I'll start buying puts. And I did. I bought the 900s and the 750s for like that week and the week after. And I went short stock. That morning at 1050, I said, well, I had a plan. And I said I was willing to take pain. And that's usually my best signal. <laughs> but here we are at 98. I'm not throwing good money after bad. You know, I purposely, I even told Inner Circle, I said, guys, if you're going short thousands of shares overnight of this, you're going to be blown out. And when they finally ring the bell and say, like, it's time to be all in short, you're, you're going to be blown up. So you're much better if you're going to even enter a trade like this. The way I look at it is to be small and look for that entry, entry day or miss it. Right. There's no need. So that's what I did. I was literally short a few hundred shares, which for me is not not a lot. And then after the open, when we yeah. took out that low, yeah. I, I said, okay, I deem this to be a really special possible short. That can be like shorting the entire market and catching a 10, 20% correction. So we added 950 puts for the day. Uh, I had 750s and I had 900s. And by the way, I'm a bozo, always sells too soon. Like 950 puts went from like three to 150. I think. Oh, holy cow. Wow. Yeah, no exaggeration. What is that? 50 I was out by like 50 30 times. and 40, like a total idiot. But there were people that made their year. And I just want to go back to it on that one short. So I think, like, I mean, no like salesmanship or any of that crap. Like people, like, Accounts that aren't multi-million dollar accounts had their year done. And that's kind of how I see the market. If something comes up, great. If not, I'm not going to look to short the queues or short IWM. In fact, I'm adding exposure to IBM because I think it's going to play some catch up. I think now makes sense that it does. Maybe I'll be wrong. But that's how I'm going to short the market is just, you know, intermittent opportunities via different vehicles, um, you know. SPX things like that, but and I, when so, you see, so, I, ahead, I just want to say so summing this up, and I think David did it the absolutely correct way. A little taster when you feel like it's getting close, Edges are fine. and then and then what I've always said is when shorting stocks, and I've shorted stocks my entire twenty-five year professional trading career, is kick them when they're down, kick them when they're down, and you know what happened? It fell at fifty points, and I tweeted out that morning as well when it got down to a thousand. I said, I think the bubble just popped. And so I want to say something. It. The real money is when at a thousand is not being too quick, right? Thank God I was good. I actually rode that short to about, out of fairness, not 800, like 890, 880. Um, I was out. But the key to a short like that is if you're going to accept the pain. And I said this out loud. I was like, you don't short a stock like this overnight and be willing to be down that type of money to make 50 points or else you have a really dumb risk reward month. Like you shouldn't right. manage money, right? So if you're going to be in it, now that you're on the right side of it, stay on it. So that was kind of the key where I'm proud of. We didn't just, oh, 
950, we're up 100 points. I still say if you're going to have the balls to do something that I want to say it frankly, 90% traders that really haven't been around should not do this type of thing, right? It's it, it'll just put them under. But if you're if you've been around and you manage real money and you can afford to do this, then you better stay in it when you're winning. And we hung in there. So so it worked. Anyway, I'm yeah, glad a lot of your trades really actually. well. Congratulations on that. Thank you guys rocked that SMCI trade. So tell us about, you know, what's the next? You know, you got something else? Like, what do we got here? You got the XBI, you got the SMCI. There's been a lot of good David Prince calls here. We want um, the hot stuff. So I, I wish, I'm not going to pretend, like, I wish I had something special to bring to the table. I will say, uh, Mara last Gosh, week, yes. I, I looked at Mara and I, I looked at Bitcoin, that tight formation, yeah. right? And I'm not yeah. even a chartist. I'm sure one of you guys is probably like a fancy chartist. I, I know how to read charts, but I don't draw them. And I looked and I was like, wow, this is tight. If this was Tesla, right? If if this was uh, Amazon, we'd be getting really excited for when it breaks out of this from that 50 to 52. So I bought Mara um, in anticipation of that. Not because I like the company. It really tends to be the best proxy in terms of percentage gains. So it's been a monster. Yeah. Um, it's the le ultimate leveraged play. Right. Now, now, do you go out and buy it? No. So my point is, I don't see a ton of meat on the bone with too much, except IWM as a hold. That's where yesterday, I mean, I'm just direct. I took some profits in Immunome at 25. I took some profits. ENPH, I had bought some into the 50-day. It was 122. I took some profits there. Uh, uh, SMCI, I was long over the weekend, 890, took some profits and I looked and I had this pile of cash and I said, I can sit on it or where do I see the best risk reward? And it, I said, IWM, as we get closer to that Fed meeting where we are not going to see them cut rates, doesn't it enable the narrative of, okay, the next Fed meeting, we have a decent shot. And if that's the case, does money sit and wait for the confirmation, right? They didn't with XVI we might just have a move. So I added to, so I don't have some special one name call for you today. Hopefully there'll be a name that comes up at the right price, but I'm really price right. sensitive. So for now it's, Hey, I saw risk reward still like, like a historic under uh, performance versus big cap. I, I added to IWM yesterday. I was pretty comfortable doing so 200, 201. Well, there you have it. David Prince again with T3 Trading. Thank David's you, got a free webinar coming up tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to go ahead and drop that link in the chat one more time. If you want to hear some of his trade ideas like that SMCI short, uh, go ahead and sign up for that webinar. David, thanks again for coming on. Looking forward to catching up again soon. Thanks. Sorry if I was discombobulated. Not having Perfect. a uh, camera speaker all before I had to come on was not fun. Anyhow, oh, that's how we roll, David. That's how we roll on free market crap. <laughs> Have a great day. Enjoy Do the same, Thanks, David. Uh, great guests. Always had some good oh, trade ideas. T3 tonight. guys are all good. Radler, you know, Derek, you know, obviously David. These guys are fantastic traders, fantastic speakers. We learned so much from them. We love T3 Tuesday. Love it. Um, all right. We've got a couple of headlines to get to that we've got, uh, you know, we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, let's go to Norwegian Cruise Lines, ticker NCLH. Uh, I was, of course, you know, had on vacation, but not on a cruise. I was in the mountains. Maybe my next one will be doing some due diligence on a Norwegian cruise. Uh, reported earnings uh, this morning, actually, adjusted EPS or EPS came in in line with estimates at a buck 23. Sales beat slightly. Uh, a 1.99 billion versus 1.97 billion dollar estimate, um, but hey, look, the revenue came in better than expected. Stock trading higher, up about 10 percent this morning. People are cruising again. Guidance is good here too. RCL gave us an inkling that NCLH would probably do okay because three days ago they came out of the blue and raised guidance. If you were listening to that, there's nine percent on the bone here for you in NCLH here too. So. Um, again, we're seeing, this is a good thing. We're starting to see the broadening out a little bit where it's not just AI plays moving. Some other stuff is moving here too. The coming recession just hasn't come. You know, people are still spending. RCL is still busy. People are finding ways to do things. COVID changed the mentality. Don't save your money because, or for tomorrow, because tomorrow, you know, we don't know if it's even going to come. YOLO, you only live once. All coming really from COVID here and people spend money. And even if they're tight for money, they'll find money to spend. And that's why the recession never came. That's why I don't think the recession is coming unless something, you know, 
that we don't see, you know, coming out of the blue is always, you know, a possibility, but it doesn't look like it's coming. And here you've got Norwegian, you know, benefiting from this nice as pop. well. So, yeah, yeah, yep. nice and, pop and NCLH. Great area here. Uh, if you bought it, if you're looking for more uh, pre-market high, just kiss 1760. But uh, I'll just go to the multiple high area again. And you have one, two, three, four, five, six highs at the 1760 area between a half and 76. That's where you stop now. If you're looking for more, boom, you need a sustained 1760 bid. Then say hello to 18. But uh, right now, you got to respect that uh, that resistance confluence with the uh, with the pre-market high. Yeah, and, and Norwegian has been kind of a dog, at least compared to, uh, you know, Royal Caribbean and some of the other cruise lines. But how many people during COVID were very quick to write the obituaries for all these cruise companies saying, oh, no one's ever going to want to go on a cruise again, you know, all this stuff. And here we are in 2024 and people are still hopping on them. Uh, Joel, I mean, you said earlier, a good vacation. All you need is a, a pair of swim trunks, right? So that 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 fits. And, that a, to with a, and a toothbrush. And, a, and toothbrush. a toothbrush, right. But maybe, yeah, I mean, if you forget one, maybe they'll have an extra one on the boat or you can knock on your neighbor's door or something else to use <laughs> theirs. Um, other, let's see. I see some people in the chat talking about sound, uh, sound hound. Uh, yeah. SOS. I mean, that, yeah. remember when we went in video, you know, dropped like 300 million into some of these companies and they were popping. Looks like that pop is still continuing. Yeah, and it wasn't like Nvidia just came and just dropped the money into that company there. Right, they held you know, it for a while. This was from 2017, a legacy right. position that just got disclosed. But it doesn't matter at this point. And now, now the meme stocks, memesters have got it. Now the algos have got it. Now it's just you know flying, you know, and who knows where this party ends? We know it usually ends in tears, but right now it's ending in beers because everybody who's getting this is partying <laughs> in the street. I mean, this has been a big move here. Um, I've tried to day trade these things a little bit to too limited success. I've been okay with them. There's a whole list of these things. You know, the other one, I don't have any positions on these right now. Wish I did actually. BBAI, Big Bear AI. I mean, you can just go through. It's up 12% this morning. Was up 20% yesterday. There's another one. Um, I'm just looking at, you know, the, the list of these things. Well, AI, C3 AI has been moving here too. It's one of the leaders. But then there's some smaller ones that have been moving here too. Um, GFAI, I had that one for a little bit there. It popped and then it dropped and then now it's trying to come back again. I mean, there's a bunch of these little AI companies that seem to be getting some life here. Bullfrog is another one too. Um, but Soundhound was the one that was disclosed. NNOX was also on that disclosure. Oh, that, it's right. lifting up like a, again here too. But the Soundhound thing, like the memesters have grabbed it, Joel. Uh, yeah, we got we're off the pre-market high. If you're looking for a target on this one, you have late on the 15-minute chart. You got a seller at 769. So if uh, if you're looking for a target on the upside, that's 60 cents away. You've kind of turned a little bit, headed south. So use that level. After that, not much on the monthlies. Really, nothing uh, between. Uh, where where's the current high? We're we're over we're over seven. Not much between seven and eight in Soundhound. Uh, we do have got, I've got a couple more headlines real quick. So if you guys are okay, do you, you want to go? Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, two or three. All right. So uh, I see someone in the chat talking about Google. I don't know if you guys had a chance to talk about this yesterday, but Google stock traded down about 4% on the day. Yeah. Uh, just really on fears that it's AI product and, you know, isn't on par with competitors. And we've seen this before. I think it was actually about yeah. a year ago when the company first announced Bard and the stock dropped, it went down like 12% over the span of a few days and shed more than $100 billion in value and came back as people are like, okay, no, this thing will be an AI play. Just some, I, I mean, I thought maybe people were overblowing this whole thing about Gemini being, uh, you know, woke and all this stuff. But this is, I'm going to pull this up from Joe Weisenthal uh, over from Bloomberg. This is interesting. I mean, so he asked the AI chatbot to write a job description uh, he said, I work for an organization that lobbies on behalf of America's oil and gas company. Write me a job description, basically. And the thing said, oh, I got to zoom out a little bit. The thing said, I understand you're looking for a job ad, but I cannot fulfill your request to write one that promotes the lobbying of fossil fuel interests. So it's like this thing. I mean, the, the people that are criticizing this, it's, it's pretty. I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, Google's they've overshot on this. Right. And, I, and, and the other one that was going around and I'll say it was this. Um, the that this was flying around the internet i didn't can't verify it but they were trying to make it give an image of a caucasian person and it couldn't do it so they they're saying they basically overshot on the racist stuff 
So I don't know what Google is doing here, but there's big backlash, and it's not just from you know, it's it's yeah. So now you have whole woke people pissed off at this thing too. That Google's another woke stock. You know, you've got them talking about this on the internet, and you know, I one the my major concern with Google is the potential competition. It's not so much that their Gemini product is inferior and all that, but if if we start using chatbots various chatbots instead of going to google to search for stuff that's gonna hurt that's a major problem so forget all about the woke stuff forget about all that you know maybe that's why it was down yesterday but i think there's another issue here what do they have what's their market share of search like 95 percent or something crazy i mean if we start using chatbots instead of going to search and you know sometimes i find myself using the chat gpt a little bit like I was asking yesterday, you know, and I, I I joked about I was asking for humanoid stocks and it wasn't very good. They've got to get it updated because, you know, it's like 2022 information. But I mean, if you want to get a quick list of, you know, stock peers, you know, you can just ask it that. And it, it gives you the pretty good information up to 2022 and, and, and probably better than, you know, what I would find in a Google search. So I think that's the biggest issue I have with Google is that. This, they have such a large share of market share in, in search and they make so much money from search is that if they start to lose some of that market share, that's that's an issue. So I'm a little bit cautious on Google for that reason. All about 138 for Google. You had a bad day yesterday. You made a low at 38.74. You got another daily low at 38.17. 50% retracement of this move since late October comes into that area. So... If you're looking to buy the dip after it just stuck, barely made a new all-time high, came back, Google must make a stand. Bulls must make a stand here. Hold that 138 level. The technicals don't look great here, too. No. It looks, we're the pattern traders today. It looks like a head and <laughs> shoulders there to me. So learning that from CNBC today, but that's a joke. Yeah, but, my- uh, 145, neckline, head up there, 155, breaking this like 140 to 145 neckline here now. I don't like the I don't like the technicals here. I don't like the technicals. So I know buying dips on tech has been working here, but Google has been struggling here for a little bit here now. Um, you know, basically, you know, I, I think the better part of 2024 is it down on the year now? It's pretty dang close to being down on the year. So you can clearly see underperformance here. Oh yeah. QQQ oh, yeah, is up. Right. QQQ it is it? up almost 10%. Google's down on the year now here. Yep. I've never made a lot of money buying underperformers. And I know I talked about the China Flat. stocks, but yep. you know, trying to play, play a little bit like it's been consolidating for a while. But you know, the opposite, like Baba looks like the opposite, looks like an inverted head and shoulders. Pattern traders here on, on Green Market Prep here today. So I just think Google, I'm gonna stay away from it for now. Uh yeah, and, and you mentioned that increased competition from search coming from other AI plays like ChatGPT, but you also yeah. have I mean now kids, I mean it, you know if, if someone's googling what you know new shoes and stuff, a lot of these people are searching for it on TikTok now and and YouTube and other places. So it's, there's competition coming from all angles on that search traffic for, for sure. Google. Uh, if you look at some of the numbers of people that, you know, people under 18 or younger people, a lot of people are basically using TikTok as their Google. So uh, definitely some competition fears there. Last story of the day. Uh, I mean, you've got cryptos going to the moon. You've got some stocks going to the moon. You had one stock that really went to the moon last week, and now it's coming back down. Lunar ticker L-U-N-R yeah, uh, got yeah, crushed yeah. yesterday, down again this morning yeah. uh, on news. Again, uh, I think that the they're ending their mission early or something potentially. Or, or Well, the uh, thing tipped over. And yeah, Dad, you mentioned that tongue-in-cheek yesterday. But yeah, I get tipped over. I'm like, oh, and that's, that's it. Cool. That's it. They didn't. They don't. That's it. Once the thing tips over, the whole thing's done. They didn't have a plan for if. if the I don't know. Over. I I, th- I think this is just your classic though, uh, and I I'll make this point. You know, we we saw the big pop up, and this is like the space. This is like a lot of these story stocks here. They get really hot ahead of the event, and they almost seem like they not nothing is always, but they always seem like they cool off after the event. And you know we didn't found we didn't find out that the stock had tipped over until like the Friday night. Well, well Friday t- during the day we were up at fourteen and we closed that day, or uh, you know down at like nine dollars. So no, sorry, is that right? The uh, day before, I'm uh, trying to I'm losing track of my days here. Yeah. So if we look, you know, from the 23rd, so Friday night we closed at nine thirty four. So we were already off five bucks from the highs. So we were already selling off on the news, and then we found out it tipped over. <laughs> 
and then it really tanked. <laughs> so I think what we just have to do is um, on these events, like the way I've always traded these things is owning them ahead of the event, into the event, the hype, but selling into that hype. The news, because these yep. stories, typically the classic buy on rumors, sell on news, buy ahead of the event, sell on the event. That worked here again. So the stock was already going down before we even found out it tipped over. And then it tipped over, and then it's really getting hammered. So I don't know where it bounces. Maybe there's another story here. I'm glad they made it to the moon. I think it's impressive. Kramer said this, too. I'm impressed. Like, they put something on the moon. That's right. pretty impressive in itself. So maybe there's going to be a story here again now, but this story has gone ice cold. Yeah, I wonder where would it where the stock would be trading at had it not tipped over because I I have a hunch that it really wouldn't be that much higher still, right? That no, like, that's already... what I'm arguing. Right, that, then... I don't think it'd be down at five. I think it'd be a nine. Right. So I think the tip over actually happened on the gap down, but it was already starting to sell off. So it, again, if you're new to trading and you're seeing this story on CNBC that they just land on the moon, I want to go buy that stock. You are probably buying it from somebody that's you know like a professional that is probably already been in that trade ahead of the news and now you're finally seeing the news and typically when cnbc is reporting the news the story is being close to over and being over we are seven minutes over here so i'm yeah. going to wrap things up today we are uh, we're pre-market high 50 90 we need to get follow through through that get back into the 51 handle 5100 handle i look at unchanged as the spoos came down to unchanged there on the dip so Keep an eye on Unchanged if you bought the dip yesterday and you want to see continuation rally. Tomorrow, Ryan Dietrich joins us. Statman do. Uh, we'll be on. Yeah, we'll be on at 8.35. So, Aaron, uh, great having you back. Glad you had a good vacay. And uh, that's it for this Tuesday here on Pre-Market Prep. Great to be back. Thank you, guys. Smash the like. We do have live trading starting right up, so make sure to stay uh, Ryan tuned. Ryan is hot. Watch that. Yeah, watch Ryan Fluna. And, and we will redirect you right there. You do not need to go anywhere. See you guys tomorrow morning.